Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to episode 74 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me today is my co-host, Matthew Aguilar. What up? And back with us today is Janelle Wheeler. Hello, everybody. Very excited to be here. Yeah, like, we do things like the CW around here. So, like, we had Janelle on on a previous episode last week, but it was really just like a backdoor pilot, <laughs> like a CW style, to, like, launching our own spinoff, where uh, Janelle is going to be uh, joining us, kind of hopping in and out. We decided to, like, remake our trilogy. I mean, we had a good thing going with, like, our Marvel trilogy. We had, like, a Captain America, Thor, Iron Man thing happening here with you, me, and Brandon Davis, but... uh I was like, well, let's maybe like go DC Trinity instead and like wow. go with like a Superman, like Batman, Wonder Woman. I'm about it. Yeah. Yes. So, I'd actually rather just be the Joker, please. No, I mean, like, I figured like my Wonder Woman should add two other people. Like, and I guess you'd be Superman, and I guess that makes you Batman. All right. I am Batman. Yeah, there we go. I get to be Superman? That's yeah. dope. Hispanic I mean, Superman, finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love just it. Did, I took the Wonder Woman mantle because I wanted to honor, like, what you... I knew it was coming. <laughs> go ahead, bring it up. Were you, were you trailblazed when you told Jesus. the world that Wonder Woman was a person oh, of color I'm never gonna and nearly broke that. the Jewish faith in the process <laughs> back when that movie came out in theaters? If you haven't seen that, go look oh, up. Oh, well, don't go give up the link. Matthew Aguilar. But he's changed I mean, his I name since then to kind of... He's changed his name to Shed That Dark Path. If you look it up deep enough. Matt almost broke like hey, half I didn't of take the, the link away. It's he still up almost on the broke site. the Middle East with his article about Wonder Woman. We need to link that. No, we don't. So everyone can see it. It's one of the most amazing. I had to mute so many conversations on Twitter because of that. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about uh, Matt stirring up geopolitical <laughs> conflict. We we are here to talk about Jesus. some things that are happening uh, in DC and Marvel. We've had, I mean, we had a show. Like I swear to God, I had a show this morning, but. The show we're about to do is like nothing like it because things just keep happening. I always feel bad for you about twelve thirty. Yeah, I know because things that's when like, the whole show goes to hell. Yeah, yeah, I just start cursing because things start happening and things have happened today. So, just a couple small things that have happened that we're going to talk about since we planned the show and had to replan it. Uh, Kevin Feige is now all of Marvel. Um, yeah, that's a thing that just happened. Neil Patrick Harris is joining the Matrix. That's a thing that happened, but we're going to start with something of, we're going to actually try to start with something that was like our foundation originally and planned for, which is going back to talking about the Batman. So we have some Batman news that hit, and we finally have a big piece of casting in place, which is who is going to be our next Catwoman in this Batman reboot. Drum roll. Drum roll. And it is Zoe Kravitz. Yay! Zoe Kravitz is going to be the new Catwoman in the Batman. She'll be starring... Opposite of uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, who will be playing, of course, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Um, Jeffrey Wright, who will be Commissioner Gordon. And Jonah Hill, who will be a villain that we have yet to confirm. Oh, dang it. I thought I was going to be able to like get that out of you today. I want to know <laughs> what Jonah Hill is doing. Who no, do you, we don't. Who do you want? We, like, I, honestly, I don't care. I just love that guy so much. I love him. I'm so glad he's part of this. I was a little freaked out with uh, Robert, but... 
They made up for it with, <laughs> with Jonah Hill. <laughs> I want a penguin. Yeah. I love oh, Jonah Hill. Oh, oh my gosh. Right? Thank you. Oh my gosh, yes. yes. Now, oh my there's gosh. something you hear every day. I was freaked out by Robert Pattinson casting, but I got over it when I heard <laughs> No, one of my worst <laughs> memories of my entire life is when I was on American Idol and they said, who is your celebrity crush? I just completely blacked out and I said, like, the guy from Twilight. Because I just didn't, I didn't know what to say and it's honestly one of my most embarrassing moments ever. <laughs> I mean, terrible. yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So wait, yeah, I'm confused. That, Did you mean the other guy from Twilight? You mean Jacob? Is that what, yeah. Are you, were you no, Jacob? No, I was team. That's a crime right there. No, I was not into Jacob or, or wait, Edward? Is that, was that his name? But apparently I just, you were. It was just the in thing because when was, I was on Idol. Your, it had just released and I was like. You're going for that Twilight. Crowd. I don't know. It was, and it did not work. Hey, I didn't get the they're, votes. They're a fickle bunch. I can tell you that much. <laughs> My I, wife's I've tangled with Jacob. them myself. <laughs> they're a fickle bunch. But Zoe Kravitz is going to be playing Catwoman. And uh, as I tweeted out, I'm not mad at this at all. Like, at all. Like, I love Zoe Kravitz. I think she's just, like, great as a talent and mm -hmm. a mystical being that we're kind of gifted to be around. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, this is cool. She's also got, a, like, a good history. She's, she was Angel in the X-Men First Class kind of franchise. Yeah. So she's not even a stranger to superhero movies. She's done a, lot, a wide variety of things. But... The irony here that we also reported on was that she wanted to be <laughs> Dark Knight Rises, uh, Christopher Nolan's like Batman trilogy finale, and she was rejected from casting because they said she was too urban for the film. Which... I'm curious, though. This is when I was reading these notes. What was this role? Because she said it was a small role. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. for a cat I mean, Dark Knight Rises had a lot of bit roles of people playing just various people right. in Gotham while I'm it was so on the curious. And all that stuff. Call us up. We want to hear. I think it the gets Juno worse. Role. I could have been the Juno Temple role. Yeah, like. I think it gets worse though the smaller the part. Right. Because yeah. it, be, it would be bad regardless, like if it was mm -hmm. Catwoman or whatever. But the smaller the role, it's like, no, we didn't want to go too urban with what the bank teller. Like it's, yeah. it'd be very it'd yeah. be worse. Well, it's just, I think when you read it back now, and it's just like, so how far we've come since then. Yeah. And like, but. You're like, what the what kind of Gotham City was Christopher Nolan <laughs> trying to build? <laughs> yeah. It was like, it's like, I want this place to be like kind of dangerous, but not too urban. Like, I don't know. Was that but, Christopher Nolan? That I don't was know. Actually I don't know if that of, man actually speaks that. in like a human voice or just like robot tones. Like a very I don't know. Can you do a bot British accent? No, like, no, we're not testing this. Oh, <laughs> it has to kind of come naturally. I have to just like ease into these people's skins. But, um, so I'm not mad at this at all. I'm actually kind of loving this. And I think. I'm always cynical in the fact that I think like people in Hollywood cast based on like literally the last thing they saw. And I think somebody sat down, saw season two of Big Little Lies mm. and was like, oh, she'd be a great cat one. Because if you not to spoil, you know, spoilers a year later of like Big Little Lies. But that show at the end of season one has a very drastic reveal and it has Zoe Kravitz's character do something very drastic that she's now wrestling with in season two. And so there's like she's this very kind of ethereal hippie yoga instructor type person who's dealing with a lot of like deep-seated really dark things wow in season two especially and it's a lot of her just like walking around and having this psychological battle and so i feel like that kind of mix of like that you know like i said that ethereal presence plus the darkness that she can kind of convey somebody was like you know snorting a line of coke and like yeah that's cat <laughs> like, i think that they were snorting a line Hollywood of coke and watching her asmr commercial Oh. I think that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, who knows? But, um, yeah, so 
it's been good because people will usually freak out at DC castings, especially if they like change their race of somebody or something. But this one's not even controversial. Like Eartha Kitt was Catwoman. Like, well, and I've even you... seen some people like making that comparison. Yeah. So like getting Eartha Kitt vibes. Well, I, honestly, this has been a lot more positive than I was expecting because with any of these castings. But I think that's a trend. Robert Pattinson was not the complete bomb that I thought it yeah. would be on social media. So if they can take that, yeah. then it feels like they can take this stuff. Yeah, so that's good. It's also, awesome. like, I feel like it's hard for anybody to, like, hate on this whole Kravitz clan and, like, related clans, like the Bonet clan or the Momoa clan, that whole big thing of, like, you know, racially ambiguous, beautiful people that are just, like, floating around Hollywood. <laughs> like, touche, touche. Um, like, yeah, so they don't, they don't like, get any hate. Like, seriously, like, they still get any hate. Uh, like, people, beautiful. like, love Zoe Kravitz. They love Lisa Bonet. They love Jason Momoa. Like, Lenny Kravitz can just, like, Lenny Kravitz could walk out and play Catwoman himself. And like, <laughs> yeah! So sexy! Like, yeah, so... That's a good casting. Um, that's your Lenny Kravitz? No, that's the people reacting to Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> okay. that was, so many impressions. That was, that was me reacting to Lenny Fair Kravitz. enough. All right. All right, Fair. so the Batman's coming along, still looking good. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, Kevin Feige, as we just said before we came in here, is uh, now in charge of everything in Marvel. And quite frankly, all of our entertainment pretty soon. Um, yeah, so there's been this big shakeup at Marvel to kind of take it on a serious note. But... Uh, yeah, I just want to make sure to pull this up because it's all this crazy. So he's chief creative officer over Marvel. And without getting into too much of the technicalities, he's basically the head of everything from publishing, which means comics and books, games, movies, TV. And we're like, when we say games, we're talking video games, mm -hmm. board games, like all this stuff. And so it all kind of now runs through him. And if you know anything about Marvel and the structure specifically like of Marvel comics and stuff, there are some shifting roles in how people report doing all this is very technical. We have this story up on uh, comicbook.com. I'm not going to go through with it, go through the whole thing, the technicalities, because, you know, that part's boring. But the kind of over under of it is this brings us back to the discussion of, like, what Marvel was going to do. When they have this big, huge movie franchise, does it affect the rest of the stuff? And does it consolidate? And before we've even had the discussion on the show, you and me, uh, and some other people in, like, Jamie, and saying, well, no, because, you know, comics are still just, like, a publishing wing, and mm -hmm. people don't do it for money, and it's still just able to kind of let its freak flag Oh, no, they do fly. it for money. They just don't get paid. Yeah, but, as, <laughs> but it's like an IP, as you said, <laughs> yeah. it's like an IP generator. <laughs> yeah. So they can generate new ideas, new storylines, new characters, yeah. things like that. Um, but this one is, I mean, it's hard not to be cynical about this and say, like, now it's all being consolidated. Like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Kevin Feige's ideas are kind of leading the way, and it's all going to be consolidated through this one person. Quite possibly for the first time, like ever, like yeah. This I mean, in validation in a long. I mean, in this scale, ever, yes. Yeah. Because I mean, before even when there was a more of a tether, it wasn't this successful and it wasn't this big and it wasn't this global. Because like games used to be close, more closely tethered to comics and TV right. used to have its own thing. But like now, I mean, I get it. I'm not as cynical as you as far as I think. Like, I don't think. He's going to touch everything. Not everything is going to become like, oh, this is just MCU. No, no, no. Because I don't yeah. think Kevin Feige is like that. Yeah. I, I think Kevin Feige is probably a pretty good boss to work for in the sense of, like, yeah, he's going to have a driving vision. But he's also going to be good about, like, knowing where not to. And especially uh, having covered the MCU since it began, like, as a press, as a journalist type person. Um, like, yeah, he's learned a lot along the mm -hmm. way. Like, he's learned from those phase one struggles of 
you know, who he can work with and what directors he can kind of guide versus the ones who are going to have their own vision. And so he kind of has become much better about handling people and personnel yeah. and things like that and knowing where to hands on, where to hands off. Like, you didn't have to hear about, like, Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler going at it over Black Panther, right? Like, yeah. he just knew, like, they have those parameters they want to hit, and then he kind of let a filmmaker do as he's thinking. He's really mastered that. So I That's feel, like, great. good about, like, he'll kind of just be, like, the guy at the top, they basically say, hey, Kevin, we want to do this idea. And for, like, 90% of the time, he'll be like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And, like, great. 10%, he'd be like, either, no, that's, like, 5% of the time, like, no, that's dumb. Or 5% of the time, be like, ooh, no, can't, you're going to step on my toes on this other thing. So we can't, like, yeah. do certain things. And I think it needs that, that, right? Yeah. Because like, as it grows and expands, it's going to need someone <laughs> pulling all the cords together. Yeah. yeah. As kind of more of, like, the kind of representing the fan of comic book and the articles that you guys write all the time. When I first read this article, I thought it was like a great celebration. Like I thought that, <laughs> like I think it was Charlie that wrote this article yeah. about the breakdown. I thought he was like loving it. And so I came in going, yay. And then now that I'm sitting in the chair, I'm kind of wondering, what is your bottom line? Is this joyous or are you kind of weirded out? What's like your, if you had to kind of put it it's in a sentence. It's kind of hard for me to feel emotion as opposed to just like prediction. Yeah. yeah. In general. Um, Are you allowed? Uh, I don't know anymore. But, uh, yeah. No, I mean, I was, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've just seen, like, I'm just like an observer. I'm just kind of like the Zen master. I'm like, wait, well, let's wait and see. Like, yeah. you know, I think Kevin Feige just bought himself a major headache. Um, oh, but, wow. Because this is, it's just it's so a can much. of worms to keep track of, like, yeah, but yeah. I think he'll do good at delegating and building kind of like a core around him where he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't have to have come off the cloud that much to, you know, intervene with Thunderbolts. Like, he'll just be like, yeah, this is good, and I like what you're doing, and this is cool, and or can we maybe add this thing because we're going to go this way in the movies and, you know, that kind of stuff. What about the guy who has stepped into his role that he's kind of leaving behind? I, what is his name? Buckley? Oh man, you're asking. Oh, uh, real is question. it Dan Buckley? I think it's Buckley. Or David. Jeff Buckley. David. Dan Buckley. Yeah. Dan Buckley. Ah. President of Marvel. Yeah. Do we Buckley. have any like consensus on him? Yeah, no. Dead silence. Crickets. Can we insert a cricket sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> no. That would be new. I do honestly think though that if because like some people are looking at this like oh the comics will have more MCU stuff for the TV thing. I think the TV is legit <laughs> because TV has been. Yeah, floundering, right? Right. We so need, we need it to be. Yeah, I feel well. like that one for the people who are like, this is not a death knell, but this is the yeah. hey, we're moving into a different era of TV. Yes, mm -hmm. because I don't think we're going to get a ton of Hellstroms and a bunch of. Uh, at one point, we thought they're going to build a whole Spirit of Vengeance thing on Hulu. I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> going to happen, but we'll see, right? I, yes. I think he's going to pull some of that in. Oh, the yeah. comics, he's smart. You let the people go and write all the crazy stories they want, and that way you can come back in five years and go, well, we'll cherry pick the best yeah. ideas, and yeah. we'll make it into a great billion-dollar movie. That's yeah, awesome. I'm really curious to see how this all kind of links up with, like, my first real test will be, like, when the X-Men have to come in and, like, how this House of X thing has just happened. Like, you've just changed everything in X-Men and the comics. Like, is that going to be where the, X, where the MCU yeah. goes? Like, I'm so curious about that. I'm also curious to get somebody to get the video of, like, right now, like, Jeff Loeb is somewhere in, like, New York eating lunch, and Kevin Feige just, like, walks into the restaurant, sits down, swipes, like, <laughs> swipes his piece of chicken off the plate and, like, bites it, like, succession. That's a succession joke of anybody, like, salt. Or Jeff Loeb. And then just is, like, thank you for the for chicken and gets up and, like, walks out. And just was like, don't ever challenge me again. <laughs> you kind of feel Snap. bad for Jeff Loeb a little mm -hmm. because like the rug keeps getting 
pulled out from under him, I feel like, over the last like I mean, five years. Charlie Brown a lot, yeah. Right? Because oh, yeah. like the Netflix thing was booming. He had six shows, all all critical darlings or whatever. And then it's just like, nope. And then he had Agents of Shield and they were gonna do a spin-off, and then it was like, nope. <laughs> and oh. then like I kind of feel it's hard out here in the entertainment it, it business, is. baby. It's a hard little, out here in the entertainment I feel business. Bad. Oh, man, Jeff Lowe, we're pulling for you, man. Hey, Long Halloween's good. They could be using it for the Batman. That's good. Maybe get some royalties. All right, moving right along to gaming. So we had a big crisis event this week when Fortnite shut down. So Fortnite shut down. But, of course, it was just a publicity stunt because they were relaunching Fortnite as Fortnite Chapter 2, like it's John Wick or something. But uh, there's a new Fortnite out now, and our gaming team has been uh, – Scrambling to cover it, our gaming team plus some other people like yeah, this David. Is all hands on deck. <laughs> yeah, Brandon was so over Fortnite, and then he just hopped on that bandwagon. Yeah, they got him. right. Can someone call us. BD out, please? Thank you. Yeah, I will Davis take it. was in I'll here talking a lot of Fortnite trash about how yeah. it was over, and they got him with this relaunch. He's out here posting multiple videos, and we got articles with him hiding like, in trash cans. He saw. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, he no, saw like, an opportunity. So, <laughs> BD. Hope you're out there. Sorry, uh, yeah, hope you're out there playing, <laughs> but like, yeah, there are some good upgrades that they've kind of added to the game. You can, uh, like, yeah, you can. <laughs> There's upgrade water. Your weapons, trade materials. There's hiding a trash can. Yeah, hiding, hiding trash, trash can. You can swim now, which is a big one. I feel like I saw a clip in the trailer. I don't play Fortnite. I'm sorry. I, I I'm so bad at first-person shooters. But can, it looked like. Can some, you say that? With, like, yeah. Twitch contract. I like, know. I'm I'm a Twitch streamer, but uh, I actually do not play like. PUBG, Fortnite. Oh, wow. Like, I stick to, like, the Life is Strange, the Detroit Becoming Human. Oh, I play, yeah. like, a lot of Switch games. I'm playing Link's Awakening right now. Anyways, I'm not trying to plug all my <laughs> stuff. But um, I thought I saw, like, someone in the trailer. I'm not sure if this really happened, and you guys can definitely correct me if I'm wrong. It looked like someone shot a, like, healing cannon at someone. Oh, you... There's healing. It looked, I'm not sure. I watched the trailer a few times, and the guy didn't die when he shot. It looked like he was like regenerating. So Ooh. I'm really curious to see if that's real that's or if I just cool. kind of made that up in hopes that it was um, existing in this world. That would be that would be a little bit more uh, class based stuff, yeah. right? That would that's be kind really of interesting. cool. Yeah, I mean, you can go fishing. Like, you yeah. have boats. Yeah, fishing, swimming boats, is swimming. fast. Fishing. You can hide in dumpsters. You can you can auto pick up things like potions and stuff, which is really good. Is fishing yeah. new to this? Yep. Or have they yeah. had fishing? No, okay. it's, it's new. new. Like mm-hmm. boats, fishing, swimming. I've been away from Fortnite for yeah. all this. Yeah. Whole, like, yeah. You're no longer just a stick. It looks beautiful. Like, the yeah. storyline is awesome. Congratulations to Fortnite for getting it up and running. That has a lot to deal with. You shut down the entire game and all the servers, and then it just bumps right up flawlessly. I mean, I've got to hand it to them. Fortnite yeah, knows they what they're doing. Off. I mean, you got all the money in the world. It's Good They're incredible. And they yeah, used epic. the shutdown to prim- like that's amazing. Yeah. I it never would have guessed It was amazing to watch. I yeah. mean, I have goosebumps just like So like the new thing, Doritos <laughs> is now doing commercials with no logos and like now Fortnite's promoting things by shutting things down. It I was mean, beautiful. Work like a charm though. Mm-hmm. So people are back in for Fortnite. They got branded back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go and check it out even though I just downloaded that new Apex season. I'm going to go Oh and yeah, check that's out right. You Fortnite. are still on Apex. Yeah, yeah. man, I love Apex. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, There's so many cool things if you are exploring it. I'm noticing that like for the maps, they don't appear. Like the yeah, lands don't appear unless now. you get into them. Yeah. You start off blank, like blank canvas. I think after you play your first round, you actually get yeah. all of your stuff back. But it's more nature based and it's not as like industrial, which is pretty cool. 
You seem to know a lot of you seem uh, you seem well researched about Fortnite for somebody who doesn't play. <laughs> yes, uh, I love to watch other streamers play the games that I cannot because I play inverted and I'm like hands up in the air, then down on the ground, then up in the air, and down on the ground. I just cannot focus, so I love to sit in the chat and like support so the other let people. The 12-year-olds win. Yeah, I love. Listen, too many of them. I you hang out in the chat, gather and kill with all the 12 those 12-year-olds. Yes, I hang out with them. They're great. What do you have against the 12-year-olds? Have you ever heard them talk? To no, you just 12-year-olds specifically. <laughs> all of a sudden, you get to be your anger. I think they're nicer in chat. You get murked in the head, and then somebody's like teabag. It's horrible. I used to hear all that during Gears of War. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. They're horrible human beings. This is why I play Mario Kart, you guys. No. Trash talk. Yeah. That's why I played <laughs> Save the World because it was just me and very helpful people. And now I don't even know if Save the World is still part of it. Is it still part of it? I don't know. Yeah. And you lured me into this Fortnite thing. Let's never forget. You did. Because <laughs> it was did. awesome then. Yeah. And all then right. it got all so, cool. Shout out to all our Fortnite homies. Uh, Fortnite is back. Um, I'm, I mean, it got me too. I'm going to go check it out now because I've been talking about this all day. So, got me Fortnite. All right, we're going to move right along because we're going to end our new segment talking about the fact that Neil Patrick Harris has en entered the Matrix, which is like the craziest thing I've seen like before coming in here. I had to take a minute to just like absorb that, but it is like awesome, right? It There's is no legendary. Playing, but like it doesn't matter. Uh, like I, <laughs> Sorry, I really want to see. It's almost like you've done it before. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like we've done this before. It's like a glitch in the Matrix. Is that oh, the no. same cat? Well, well, oh. Uh, uh, that's that a behind awesome. the scenes recording joke for you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we've had this conversation before in a previous version of this Matrix where we lost the data and so we rebooted. And so here we are again talking about Neil Patrick Harris. And uh, I'm still like, I'm still psyched about it, even in the second version of the conversation. I didn't lose any enthusiasm in that like five minute span. And when we yeah, you were talking about Harold and Kumar, and and yeah. I love that take on it. Yeah, had a really good theory. If you haven't seen Harold and Kumar, like Neil Patrick Harris is in that trilogy of films as Neil Patrick Harris, but like a very crazy unhinged. It's amazing, of and it is so amazing. Uh, it reminds you, this guy is like. Like when you give him a rated R rate, like an R rating, he's still like a great raunchy. I kind of wish so if good. we if you're gonna do that, then maybe we can also bring the Chappelle Show version of Wayne Brady in and have like oh a meta off. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. The Matrix, you can make all this stuff. Wayne happen. Brady in the Matrix. Oh. Anything but, I mean, can happen. Yes. Giving characters the Matrix, it would be cool if they give Neil Patrick Harris something where he can chew a lot of scenery in the best kind of way and be like a. Funny eccentric character. Yeah, the last time we saw him was Matrix. series of unfortunate events, right? Oh, yeah, right? yeah. So this, I mean, this will be really cool to see him in like a serious sci-fi. Oh, he's so yeah, good. He's so yeah, I want so star. Good. I want my starship troopers, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That Love that reference. Troopers reference. Very <laughs> nice. Buddy, any chance I? You're I killing get. it today, Ellen Kumar. I'm just yeah. proud of myself that I'm hanging with you guys because <laughs> I feel like. I'm so dumb when it comes to what? all of these references. So the fact that I've been able to throw anything in at all, I'm just gonna call that a win. So yes, I'll I, I just stick like with my legendary. I mean, don't don't feel like unique about that. I feel like that's people hanging out with me and Matt on this couch in general. <laughs> so like, that's pretty. He fair. included me in that. That was Aww. nice. That was nice. Of you. Uh, it won't happen too much. Ah, there it is. So <laughs> yeah, so the Matrix is kind of shaping up nicely. We have uh, Carrie Ann Mo Carrie Ann Moss is coming back. Keanu Reeves is coming back. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Martin, who's just like doing everything possible right now. Uh, Black Manta from Aquaman is going to also be in the film. Has Morpheus been confirmed? No, no. We have not. I mean, people are suspecting that Yaya could be playing a young Morpheus. Yeah. Um, cool. 
Yeah, and it still doesn't explain Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann. Right, that's why I was... Right. So, like, we still don't know. Um, Maybe both. Gosh, Yeah, and now Neil cool. Patrick Harris. So it's not like this is becoming clearer to us. What if there's time now? travel? What if they do time travel? Well, I mean, it's the Matrix, so it wouldn't even be time travel. It would just be, like, like literally revisiting... Dimension, like ...earlier yeah. versions of a, of a computer system that got upgraded. Oh, my gosh, that would be ghost. sick. What's that? I want to see Ghost. Ghost? Like, which one? From the game. Oh, from Enter the Matrix. Yeah, stop gonna, it. If we're gonna don't yes. derail us. No, you know how much I love Enter the Matrix, and you and I always thank you very much with that game. One of my oh man, the it's so time. good. So yes, so I good. stood my PS2 up like on like up here and kind of against the shelf because the disc wasn't running correctly; oh, no. it was burning out. But I played the whole game that way because oh I yeah, finished that like game. I had wow, like that too. Then it died. Like commitment. That yes, that was commitment. Yeah, no, I mean Enter the Matrix was uh, crazy, and it was a lot of commitment, but I. I did it. And so that's all to say, yeah, still interested in this Matrix 4. I really but I really need to kind of know what the premise is of this pretty soon. Uh, yeah, I mean, because... I mean, it's still a ways away, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like 2021 Give us the premise yeah. and give us Morpheus. Yeah, I just yes. want to know, like, what's going on. I don't, I don't feel like you can have... I can't do the Matrix so, like, without yes, Morpheus. I have to have Morpheus. And like, Agent Smith. Morpheus. I mean, I, oh, I'm God. such... I love Agent Smith. So. Yeah, I don't know. Hugo Weaving's like a little jaded about returning for things. Like, I don't no, know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we'll see. It'd be crazy. Well, uh, what if they get Marquand to do his part here too? <laughs> It'll be fine. Ross Marquand. Yeah, yeah. He was Dude. Red Skull. Yeah, he Red can Skull be Agent Smith two like, That should fine. just be his resume. I do what Hugo. Weaving yeah, does exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> like, Why not? Endless work for him. All right. Well, so we'll keep you updated on what's going on with the Matrix. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna get into our deep dive today. We're going to be doing a review of the Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. We're going to be talking about the Disney Plus lineup. And Matt is going to break down what is going on in comics this week. So be sure to stay tuned for all of that. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, so let's talk El Camino, Breaking Bad movie. First of all, kids, who appears actually seen this thing? Am I the only one? <clears throat> I've seen the trailer. Oh, <laughs> I've, excellent. I've seen it by proxy through Anissa because she watched it all. Okay. <laughs> so, I will no. say I know the everything trailer that gives nothing away. No, like I the trailer, I just, I just thought I was watching a really great, touching, scary song. 
and I know touching and scary at the same time. When it get when I get goosebumps, I feel both of those emotions. Huh. Yeah, I don't um, know where you're going with that, but yeah, it's safe. It I I don't really know a lot about Breaking Bad, but honest not, to God, I'm the only Breaking human Bad? being who didn't watch it. You're not the only because we've discovered a few, right? Oh, thank God. Yeah, keep trying but to weed them out, though. Honestly, this trailer had me wanting to watch El Camino so badly that I feel like I'm just gonna start Breaking Bad. Yeah, I mean. You were yeah. signing up for a journey, and it's funny. I need a <laughs> new show. You were signing up for a journey that you have no idea about yet. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. Well, okay. That's the show. Just haven't seen so it. So how did you not watch El Camino? I did. I, I had a lot El going. Camino? I had a lot going on this week. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I did. Fortnite just got rebooted, hour, man. Like, like an hour and a half. 90 minutes of your life. I know, but yeah. All right, so I'll just burn through this in the interest of time so we won't take too long on this. Um, I watched El Camino, and my review uh, is on comicbook.com. I gave it four stars. I think that El Camino is basically like a really good extended Breaking Bad episode, and but it's kind of in this weird position where if it were an episode of Breaking Bad, it would have been the ending, and it would have been a really disappointing ending. Mm. Because it is not quite like a, a sequel or anything like that. It's literally just a feature-length epilogue to the show that you can watch that enhances the overall experience of the show, but is not crucial whatsoever. Wow. So, And it's kind of like a weird thing to pitch, because usually it's like either one of those mm -hmm. things, and you can't find a balance. But Vince Gilligan, who did all of Breaking Bad and wrote and directed this movie, finds, I mean, that's what he finds a way. It's literally, the premise is that it takes place right after the ending of Breaking Bad. It sticks with Jesse's perspective after he escapes, like, Uncle Jack's crazy Aryan compound mm. with the blue, you know, after being prisoned there. Mm. And he's got to get the hell out of town because the dominoes are falling, like, from this and the fallout. And, and the law enforcement's beginning to slowly piece together, you know, him, Walter, their whole operation, that this was a whole thing, what happened at this, you yeah. know, massacre. And they're beginning to notice him as a person of interest and a suspect. So he's got to get out of town. And so it's just all minute. To, I mean, and this is what made Breaking Bad a distinctive show. Like I've said before, like right from the second episode where I knew this was like a different show is because the end of the first episode, they end up killing somebody. And you think like, okay, you know, in the next episode, it's all about, or, you know, dealing with the consequence, you know, yeah. the psychological consequences of killing after they, you know, get out of this situation. No. Second episode's like, we killed somebody. Now we got to get rid of a body. And like, how do you do that? And that's yeah. a whole episode. And so Vince Gilligan's really good about taking and keeping these thrills like minute to minute. And this movie does a good job of having this race against the clock. I got to get out of town like minute to minute. I got to get to this place, this place, this place. And they're all old familiar places from the series that he's been before and has to go back to that are now under police lockdown. And every time he goes to a place and the, and the movie does this really well, like every time he goes into a place, it triggers some kind of memories because he's been locked up for months and like basically like a human dog yeah. and like him coming out, he's all scarred and, and a lot of stuff has happened and him just remembering different memories. And they're all memories of things that happened during Breaking Bad that we didn't see because Breaking Bad is Walter's show and it stuck with his perspective yeah. for the most part. But like things that we saw during like Walter's final arc and that final season when Jesse was a prisoner, like what his actual experience was hanging out with, uh, you know, being trapped by Uncle Jack and crazy Todd and, like, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And so there's all these flashbacks that are spliced together in between each movement from point to point. And like I said, it just is an ending that lets you know what happens to Jesse after this story and kind of, like, what happened to him during these periods where we didn't check him, where it was more Walter's story. And like I said, if you do it, it'll enhance the entire kind of Breaking Bad experience, knowing 
like if you rewatch it again, like what he's going through at that time and where those scenes fit and all that stuff. And like, yeah, as expected in that format, there's some good surprise appearances, things like that. We won't spoil any of it. Um, but Aaron Paul does a good job. The cast does a good job. There's only one problem, which is it's set, and it's the problem with the Entourage movie. It's set right after the series, but a lot of time has passed, and people look, look very different. different. Okay. Yeah. So what was your question? Um, I actually just blanked out. Hold on. What is it? Dang it. Oh, okay, yeah. Question. Um, were they able to do anything on Netflix that they maybe wouldn't have been able to do on cable? Oh. Um, n- I mean, not really, because it's not a question of, like, could they? And they, I mean, Vince Gilligan just kind of kept it in the same universe, the same tone. Mm, and it's some pretty dark things. If you've ever seen the AMC show, there are, there are certain seasons where, like, they literally, before coming back for commercial, like, look, mm-hmm. like, this next part is, like, rough. Rough yeah. for TV. Wow. Like, really rough. Awesome. And, like, the season four premiere is a good example where that whole thing where uh, Gus makes that mm-hmm. example. And, like, yeah, there are some pretty horrific things that happen on Breaking Bad. Okay. You could just violent. say Gus in general. Yeah, like, Gus <laughs> is responsible for several of them. Yeah. And so, like, this just fits in that same tone. That's great. Um, yeah, and there's some pretty horrific moments. Because uh, Jesse Plemons, who plays Todd, who had this breakout role, is, like, he plays, like, this sociopath that's, like, a chilling, like, freakishly scary character. And uh, he has a big, he has, like, relevant parts to this storyline, so... And that poor man got body shamed, Jesse Plemons, because he appeared in this, and he's put on some weight. Oh no! And I don't know if it's for a role or anything. People are so cruel with actors. Like, but I don't it know if doesn't. It's for a role. Yeah, it, just... it doesn't matter. But like, yeah, people like body shame this man. It was so bad. Um, so that was thanks, kind of, internet. Thanks, internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're making people feel great. Uh, that man's okay because like he's married to Kirsten Dunst. They're having like kids. He's just if he's laid up and just getting fat and like enjoying like the fruits of his acting career right now. Like who's mad at that guy? Yeah. All right. So good for him. All right. But that's my review of El Camino. If you've been watching Breaking Bad and especially if you're in Better Call Saul too, like go ahead and check that out. I mean, that's your just as a quick thing, like your thing about how it's essentially an epilogue and it's not necessarily needed to enjoy the ending of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Was kind of the reason I went. That's not as important because like if it had like it doesn't I was always I mean, as anyone is who watches Breaking Bad, you're more interested in Walter. Like, yeah. Pinkman is a and that's what I said, part of that active story. Pinkman's but whole function is to show you what happens to somebody in Walter's orbit. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. But it's like, so when I, like, she came away not, like, she did not like it at all. Um, and oh, wow. And it was just like, this was <laughs> hours of my time <laughs> gone. Like, nothing really happens other than. No, it's just you a character just, Yeah. There's and no, so. There's no new reveals. Yeah. No new entries. So it's like, after this long. Some people I feel like are going to go into it with like, oh, we want to see some new nugget of something. And you might walk away disappointed. I think you'll feel a little bit more of that thrill if you watch Better Call Saul, too. Okay. Because Better Call Saul is a prequel, an interquel, yeah, and a sequel all, all at once. And so arguably there are things that could happen in this movie that could come back around in a series. And if you've been watching Better Call Saul and how it actually expands the Breaking Bad universe and the, all those characters... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I feel like this kind of fits more. And I think that's where this movie lands. It's somewhere between Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Because Better Call Saul is like a much bigger macro look at this world yeah. and the characters in it. And 
Breaking Bad's like a very micro story, like focused on this guy and his descent into kind of madness, evil, whatever you want to call it. And this is kind of in between. So yeah. I can see it going both ways. But I think at the end of the day, that could be the worst crime. Like somebody once told me, like, be very pretty, be very ugly. It's just hard to be in the middle and be like unnoticeable. And it wow, kind of like, like really profound statement. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pennsylvania, kids. Jeez. Like, um, so tell me that wasn't your grandma giving you that life advice. No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was a good female friend of mine. Um, but uh, like, yeah. So this one kind of might just be the one that's like yeah. remarkable in the middle and mm. kind of forgettable. So I don't know. Sometimes that's the worst crime. But that's Breaking Bad movie El Camino. Uh, moving right along, we're talking about real quick. The Disney Plus lineup came out. And uh, Disney spent what has been equated to be millions of dollars to create, like, a Twitter thread that is hundreds, how many hundred, like 700 tweets? 600 plus. 600 plus tweets long. (laughs) Yeah, threads of every single movie that is coming to their service uh, and available on launch day. Then they, if that wasn't enough... They then released a three-plus-hour movie trailer. <laughs> I totally tried to, like, watch this for preparation for today. And then I started, like, once I got, like, 15 minutes in, I was like, what? This is, like, how long is this? And I actually <laughs> I was like, this was such a waste of my time. Yeah. Like, yeah, give I me said, the list. Let me stuff, just you scroll. can go watch. You could start playing this YouTube <sighs> video. Go watch Avengers Endgame. Come back <laughs> and still not be at the end of the Disney Plus lineup. So, it, I mean, it's just, like... I mean, it's basically just like a BDE move to say, like, hey, our, it's literally like ours is bigger and better than yours, like <laughs> Netflix. Like, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, like here it is. We're going to put it out for you in, in like close to 700 tweets or a three-hour trailer. This is everything you get with Disney+. Plus. Wow. So, yeah, and there's a lot. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what it is. We have Gargoyles! Our article, but like, yeah, oh, but the ones stuff. that everybody aren't has, coming out. Well, that's yeah, true. Everybody has some favorites, but uh, yeah. Some of my favorites didn't make the list. Controversy is already ripping up because we're only getting a handful of uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe films mm-hmm. on launch day. There'll be Iron Man, Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Captain Marvel. So basically, of those six, it's three winners and three duds. Yeah. And I'm counting Captain Marvel in the winner's circle there. But no, but isn't wow. Endgame? Oh, Endgame's next month. Yep. That's yes. right. Okay. That's, this is on launch. This is gotcha. all on launch okay. day. So Iron Man is a winner. Guardians is a winner. Captain Marvel's a winner. And then I just with that, you. you have to get Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, and Avengers Age of Ultron, <sighs> which make up pretty much every Marvel fan's bottom-of-the-barrel list oh, for the no. MCU True. movies. Along with Incredible Hulk. But, yeah. but there's a plus <laughs> side, right? That, like, as soon as the contracts run out, we're going to be getting... Yeah. All yeah, of yeah. them moved. No, 2020 over. will true? be a big shift because yeah, the Netflix stuff will run out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come, you know, and you got all the crap ones out of the way. Yeah. So then it's smooth. But can we talk that like Mighty Ducks is not gonna be included? Mighty Ducks is not it's included. It's not included. Yes. No. no, it's not. Really? Lion King. Yeah, yeah Lion yeah. King. Yeah. There's an entire in fact, there is now in just an entire Twitter thread dedicated called like what's not coming to Disney Plus? Not on Disney Plus. It's such called. a great account, by the yeah. way. Yeah, and it's just like everything, the devil and ma- like it's just everything that they don't put on. Dragon there's so Slayer. many. Yeah, there's you have to go through Mighty the, like, Ducks. Oh, huge. um, Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, Angels in the Outfield. What? Yes. Yup. Yep. Mighty Ducks. D three. Yeah. George of the Jungle. No Air Bud. Okay, no one's. 
flipping out about it. <laughs> <laughs> George of the Jungle. I know, I was just scrolling past. But Air Buds is a big one. <laughs> Poles, well, no well, What is with the Air Bud devotion? No national, national treasure? Is that national no. treasure is a national. We need to have that. That no, is no national blasphemy. Treasure. No, Maleficent. No, I'm just kidding. Enchanted. I just wanted to scream. I, no, and I love uh, Enchanted. Uh, no, no, no up. up. Nope. Yes. I nope. forgot about nope. that. Uh, nope. No Prince of Persia? What? <laughs> Stop it. Oh, wait. Frank and Weenie. Frank and Weenie. Lone Ranger? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, there's a lot on there's there. There's Maleficent. Nope. Wow. Oh, Maleficent Look, is yeah. You joked about it. Yep. Uh, wishes do come true. <laughs> 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 no, here's one nobody's missing tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Nobody's missing that one. But like, yeah, there's a bunch. You oh, can. What is even it. that one? I don't even know what that is. You don't remember Tomorrowland? No, George? the one underneath. No, the one keep that. Jaga. I have no idea. What okay, that's what I was like. I don't even. Jaga Bastus. I feel. I feel like this could be. Oh, I feel like this is Disney Bollywood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Incredibles. Incredibles too. Oh, okay. too. No Christmas. Oh, Robin. Christopher. The Robin. reboot of Mary Poppins. No, no, these are all the most recent stuff. Yeah, because that's Disney all on Netflix right yeah. now. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. I think that does that deal run out in twenty twenty. Okay. Yep. Oh, Netflix loses a bunch right Oof. on January first. They lose Friends. They lose all the Disney Marvel stuff. All the. They Star lose Wars Friends. Things. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! Yeah, you better. That's that my like network. background noise TV show. Yeah. I have four shows that are. They'll be background trying to replace. Uh, uh, oh wait, I forget because they lose a couple things. I forget if they lose the Office next. Those are twenty twenty one. Yeah, the Office twenty twenty one. Yeah, they lose no. Friends in twenty twenty. The yeah. Office in twenty twenty one, and they're going to try to substitute by bringing Seinfeld over in twenty twenty one. I mean, I like Seinfeld, and so that's so not. I, a but bad. I just watched that on Hulu. It's on Hulu right yeah. now. Yeah. So. I don't know. So, like, yeah, Disney Plus is going to have a ton of stuff, but there are going to be some big absences. Designing Women is also on Hulu, FYI. Is it? Yeah, this kid on Hulu. Okay. Me and <laughs> me go. and the one other fan <laughs> just cheered. Uh, joins the Golden Girls for. I'm just lamenting. Lives. No National Treasure. Airbud is like, is this streaming? Yeah, man. I'm, I've never seen someone get so worked up about Airbud. Oh, Hocus Pocus is going to be on there, right? I think so. I think yeah. so. So that's great. What about Lambert the Sheepish Lion? I what? That's a, it's a short. It's an animated. Just short. to clarify, have, Hocus Pocus will be on the list. like literally broken down by like year and era. Yeah, like I'll from the classics and it's and such a good list. Yeah. All right, so uh, I got to get this subscription set up. Uh, I've been kind of kind of sleeping on. This. Yeah, I haven't either, and I need to do that too. Yeah, because isn't it like you get plus. the first two months free or something like that? There's like a deal know. going on. It's nice. either one or two months free. I think if you get in on it like now. I feel like you were just sitting somewhere with like glasses and a notebook. You were like doing a lot of studies. Good to have somebody who. <laughs> no, the, it's I, I know it's video games and I know Disney. <laughs> it's like well, this is a great combination. Uh, Janelle, this is Matt. Matt Janelle. <laughs> All right. So moving right along. Speaking of the other thing, you know, or we think. Wow. You know, what? Video games, Disney, and comics. Yeah. Comics. And it's just Matt's going to tell us what our breakdown yeah. of comics for the week look like because we got go. some exciting stuff. I mean, there's a whole new world of X-Men coming this week, plus other stuff. So uh, we'll do a full review of X-Men 1 yeah. uh, in the episode later this week on Friday. But for now, Matt, what do we got coming? Well, so, yes, we do have, we'll start with X-Men number one, because that's a perfect segue. So, of course, Jonathan Hickman's, uh, that's his flagship book that'll go forward, and it's got Cyclops and essentially the whole Summers family. So, I mean, I read it. I don't know if you've read it yet. I'm three quarters of the way through. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's really Pretty good. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Not exactly what I expected. No, not at all what I expect at all. Yeah. So we'll very have strange. We'll have plenty to say about and that. Not bad, but it, like, no. it's a very different X Men book. I did like oh. that the charts are back. 
Yeah, charts are bad. There's more charts. Not as many. Charts, charts, big. Uh, So over in DC, there's actually uh, Batman number 81, which, again, we're getting closer and closer and closer to the end of Tom King's run. Uh, This is the best John Romita art I've seen in a while. This one's a little rough. John Romita Jr.? This one's a little, yeah, because the normal team, I guess, is doing something else, or they're finishing up the end of the run. I don't know. But the last two issues have been him. And it's... As good, I mean, I've I've lost my, uh, what's the, not appreciation, but I've lost my... Excitement? Yes, excitement, passion for Ramita's art style. Uh, It's kind of just kind of passed, like I kind of passed it over. Yeah. This has been good. This has been pretty good. And this is a really, uh, I mean, you essentially get to see the entire Batman family and and see what King's been building to. So uh, it ends in a really interesting place. If you're not reading Batman right now, I know a lot of people kind of jumped off the bandwagon because it hit a little bit of filler, but this is the last three have been excellent. Uh, Aquaman number 53. Uh, again, I mean, I, you know, I'm an Aquaman stan, uh, but this has been really good world building this last few issues. Uh, they've been building this whole other character out and a, and a bunch of alternate history stuff. It's been really interesting. So uh, I would say like three or four issues back would be for Aquaman. If you're interested, jump back about that and it's been really good. Like you can go into it as a new reader. So really interesting stuff. Uh, Tales from the Dark Multiverse Nightfall number one. What? Uh, so Kyle Higgins uh, is writing this, and it's essentially they're doing a bunch of one shots for the dark uh, for the Dark Multiverse Batman that came hmm. in metal. So, but now they're starting to do stuff with them in Justice League. So again, some of these have been really entertaining. They're kind of hit and miss, uh, but this one definitely worth checking out. Um, Superman smashes the clan number one. <laughs> Is that it, what I think it it's is? exactly what you think it is. Universe Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, that is not exactly what I thought. <laughs> I was I, with you on that one. <laughs> I take that back. Uh, though I really want to see that. Although that's now. one of my favorite jokes. It was on uh, La, La, Lights Out with David Spade. It was a comedian he brought on yeah. that said, "Like, stop calling the clan the clan. There's only one the clan. It's Wu Tang Clan." Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Superman and Raekwon. Um, yes, I. Uh, this one is not that. This is the other clan. Uh, but it's again, it's one of those. This has been talked about for a long time, yeah, and we're finally right. seeing it come out. Uh, so definitely worth a read. Very interesting. Uh, if you're looking for something a little different, Once in Future number three. Uh, King Arthur fans. Uh, mm. This issue, this series is like brand new from Boom Studios. Kind of envisions King Arthur as uh, like a prophecy in the coming of essentially he's the villain. So, um, so they like they bring King Arthur back to life, and there's a bunch of interesting things in this, like different ways to read into the myths of Excalibur and the Lady of the Lake and all that stuff. So, uh, Kieran Gillen works that really great art too. Dan Mora is doing the art, so I definitely recommend that. It's only on issue number three. Uh, Mask, I pledge allegiance to the mask. Uh, is a the Jim Carrey man? Yes. So what? in the comics, there have been oh, I love several. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, in the comics, there have been several people since then, right, that have worn the mask. So it kind of goes forward a few years and then there's a new person. So this year, this one is like a brand new character who's wearing the mask. But for fans that uh, we have, Tanner is reviewing uh, this one and did say that, like, if you haven't been paying attention to the other comics, you should oh. to before you read this because this like kind of assumes you know like who all these people are. Cool. So there's they bring all these characters back from the franchise, but if you if you're a new reader, you're probably going to be a little lost. So if you want to read this, go back and and at least read the wiki because that's <laughs> you kind of need a you kind of need a base play. Otherwise, you don't know who these people are. Uh, also, Excellence number six again, one of my favorite books in comics. Uh, this is like what's a I I never want to 
I don't want to like conflate this with like combining two series that are like it's like this is just awesome. It's a magic book that's based in like oh, a very taken society. No, I mean it's so cool. It's so hard to describe this book without getting into like derivative. Oh, this is like that. But essentially, like any fan of magic or uh, interesting takes on society and family dynamics should read this because it's really cool. Uh, well, then you shouldn't read this book. I think I'd like you that. You should read Superman I'm, and Wu-Tang Clan. I'm actually reading <laughs> Harry Potter for the very first time ever. Oh, I'm yes. on book three. Can you believe that? I'm from Orlando, Florida. I've been to the parks like countless times. I've seen all the movies, but I'm actually reading the books and I'm freaking out. Oh, okay, gosh. so I think so you I would, would, think I would love, love this. Yes, yeah, definitely. It creates, it does what like Harry Potter does really well, which is like create this whole new world and society around oh, magic. Wow. And then has all these very personal issues between characters in it. Honestly, so just to see you so it. excited about it. I makes, love this series. It just it makes it <laughs> me. I want to yeah, try that's this. That's got me reading comics again because I've just seen Yeah, that's right. Like, I, I do want to feel something. Let me try this out. I actually wanted to ask you guys a question. Do you do you have to buy every single comic that, or do you guys kind of like working here get the hookup? I am, you would never tell that secret uh, on this show. I mean, you should I am blessed up. and let's no, say we, I we, don't we, have to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's part of our job to yeah. help promote you should. Yes. So, I mean, so that, I, honestly, there's no way you could even afford to read, to own the as many comics as you there was cover, one, right? There was one time where I was spending that kind of money on wow. comics. And Bless your wife. At the time I was single, thank the Lord, she would have oh. killed me. <laughs> she would have killed me. It was a long time ago. That was in college. And like I had yeah, that kind of disposable income. To, we need to choose over ramen or comics. So yeah. Like... <laughs> Also, I went to the University of Pittsburgh that has like one of the biggest comic collections in it. And I also grew up on a college that had yeah. one of the biggest comic collections in it. Wow. So like I was used to just going to the library for every comic I oh, nice. read. And so like, yeah. No, but that's where I went to trade paperbacks too. But then moving in New York City and stuff like that, trying to haul those Walking Dead books. Yep. Man, I mean, they can stop a mugger, but like trying to move there, I was just like. That's know. when they all got sold. Like, I yeah, sold yeah. a lot of books during that time to make up for that. I just time. threw them in various people's houses, and now I get like angry calls every now and again. Like, you gonna come <laughs> out of my house? Can you throw comics in my house, please? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so back to Marvel, uh, because I know we started with Marvel, but bringing yeah. a full circle here. Absolute Carnage. Uh, I don't know if. Either of you have been reading. I know you started. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I started. I read it so, because you got me reading it. Uh, Absolute Carnage again is so good. Uh, there's so many things, and in this one, if you haven't been reading, you really should check out this one because I mean, the last issue had Hulk getting his own symbiote. Ah, said it right. I'm always I'm always wary of saying the wrong way because I've said it like four different ways over my lifespan. Uh, so in this one, Eddie Brock gets a Captain America shield, and they bring back this like really old concept from the Spider-Man books, and it's. I mean, they're doing some really fun things in this, and they don't take themselves quite as seriously. And again, the last page will be like, I want the next issue now. So very oh, good series. Uh, Captain Marvel 11. Got to always shout out Captain Marvel. <laughs> uh, ends the arc. Uh, and then the next arc for this actually starts the last Avenger arc, which essentially like tells some kind of story with her taking on the Avengers team, possibly killing some Avengers. They're, they're doing something different, and we don't oh. know why. So that arc starts next issue. So this is kind of the end of the new character star arc. Uh, also, X-Men number one. And we're back to the full circle. So, All right. Those are your comics for the week. Oof. And now that you know where they are, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. If you are new to the show and just hopping on, we put up new episodes every Wednesday and every Friday on comicbook.com, so be sure to give a listen. Uh, and make sure you listen to both, because as the numbers pan out, a lot of you guys listen on the weekends, but uh, these Wednesday shows are also 
chock full of goodness and stuff. So uh, make sure you don't miss that. If you have a long weekend, listen to both. So I agree. We have an RSS feed, and when we post new episodes, you can subscribe to new episodes, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Google Playlist, or you can tell any Amazon Alexa device to fire up Comic Book Nation podcast, and it will fire right up for you. If you want to continue the discussion with us about anything we talked about, you can hit us up at the hashtag Comic Book Nation, or you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can hit me up at Matt Aguilar CB. And you can find me at Janelle Wheeler. And if you like the show and you want to rate Please it, look at me. Because I, ha- I have to load up next part. <laughs> like, I'm like that little window. You're like, and? Spin. And? and? Matt You're will supposed no to talk. Yeah. No. Wow. Like, yeah, I knew that was No. Uh, yeah. So, if you like the show, be sure to go on iTunes and give us a five star review. Because if we read your review on the air, we will send you a free Comic Book Nation t shirt. Yeah. Jim Viscardi just came and got like another crop of uh, cards from me, which is usually the signal that we cleared through the stack and it is time to read some reviews. So stay tuned because I think we're going to try to do that this week. Yeah, buddy. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. As always, thank you for tuning in with us and we will see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.